It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. You do know, if you've listened to me over the years, the admiration I had for Queen Elizabeth II, who sadly passed away this year. Well, my first guest today knew her well because, you see, he worked for 19 years in Buckingham Palace and rose to the position of postmaster with responsibility for all of the telecommunications and postal services there. He now lives in County Louth. I'm delighted to say hello to Mick Delaney. Hi, Mick. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. How did you get this job? Oh, I was back when I was 16, would you believe? Um, I'd done a YTS scheme with Royal Mail, and the idea was that you worked in all of the aspects of Royal Mail, and there's a post office in every royal residence. So you went in there to work as a whippersnapper. She, when, yeah. when she saw you first, she put a name on you, did she? Yeah, the scary postman. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> I had, to, well, I still have tattoos and an earring, and I was wearing a short sleeve shirt. Um, I shouldn't have been wearing a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the scary postman. She had a real twinkle in her eye, didn't she? She, she was full of humour. Uh, oh, hundred percent. She was crack all the time, you know. Mm. So in you went and moved up along until you became a postmaster there. It's a big responsibility, a lot of mail, I'm sure, and communications to beat the band. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, mail, particularly when something happens, the mail just, I think it was about 15 to 20 bags a day normally. But if something else happens, then you could be rising to five, 600 bags of mail a day. I take it when Diana passed, it hit that level, did it? Oh, yeah, if I'm guessing 500 a day, there was probably more. Mm, huge, huge. Yeah. But, but you know, she was often pictured, if you watched her, replying. She was uh, quite meticulous. She, she saw an awful lot of the mail personally herself, didn't she? Oh, she did. A lot of the mail would go into a little basket and it would go up to Her Majesty and she would go through. Um, and every single letter that goes to Buckingham Palace, whether she sees it or not, gets a reply, providing it's an address on it. And they're, they're absolutely sacrosanct about that. They never let one pass them by or leave one aside. Everyone gets a, a reply with the stamp on it. Yeah, they'd be quite upset, actually, if there's no return address because they can't send one back. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, when you think about her and the sadness and the outpouring of grief when she passed away this year, I said to you that she had a twinkle in her eye. She was humorous. How would you describe her being close to her in, in other terms as well, her character? Was she was she down to earth? Oh, she was down to earth, yeah. She was a worker. She was a hard worker. There's no doubt about that. Like, wherever she was in the country, she was working. And she's very dedicated to the to the people, you know? Yeah. and She knew what her job was and she, she kept it going until the last day. 
You, you've said about her as well that she was a very smart lady as well and that when she walked into a room, she was very quick to read the room. But she was well briefed too, wasn't she? She was well briefed and she, and she always made sure she was well briefed. Like if she was to meet you today, she'd ask you something that she knew she could remember the next time she met you. And had she that great ability to recall even, say, if, if she met me again in a few years or whatever? Uh, especially you. <laughs> Mick, you're saying all the right things for sure today. <laughs> Once met, never forgot, forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I know. I know. It can work both, and it cuts both ways for sure. You know, talking about the fun, tell the, our listeners, please, the story of the game with the spoon. I love this one. Oh, yeah. So I was in um, Duke of Westminster's private house. So the Queen would be away, what they call privately. So we were downstairs, a bit like downstairs, we having a cup of tea and a slice of cake. And the Queen came into the room and her detective had said to her, do you remember the game with the spoon? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, the game with the spoon. So she said, play it. He said, play it with the postman. So the game was that she would sit in the chair and you had to hit her on the head with a spoon in your mouth. So obviously you can't really hit that hard. So... Imagine the queen sitting there, and I'm hitting on the head with this spoon in my mouth. And then it's, and then she said, "It's my turn now." So I sat down, and I got this whack on the head. And I was thinking, "Geez, that's she's very good at that." <laughs> this went on about three or four times. The whole table was laughing, and then I heard the queen laughing, and I realised what was going on. I was so young and so nervous, you know. So I was letting the queen hit me over the head with a spoon. Well, well. first of all, imagine you being allowed, you know, hit Her Majesty on the head with the spoon. But of course, in your mouth, you have no power at all. But yeah, she, no she, at all. she, she yeah. poleaxed you with the spoon in her hand. Oh, yeah, she's a few times now. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I'm sure you're familiar with the story that was told when she died, where she was out walking one day in Scotland and they met these tourists. And they oh, were, yeah. you know, that one when and, and these people saying, do you ever see the Queen? And it was horrible. She was. They were talking to. Well, the great thing about that story was that she never let on it was her. No. And she, they, they actually said, and she said, no, I've never met the Queen, but this guy next to me, who was her personal protection officer, he's met her. So they took a picture with him for this tenuous link, but they asked her to take the picture. <laughs> and then she said, when they left, she turned to her police officer and she said, "I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they show everyone that picture." <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. And and you have another one you can tell about uh, the can of Coke and crisps, is it? Oh, yeah, we used to send, um, in Balmora, you're, you're 10 miles away from anything, so we used to send this Range Rover down, to, he was going down to the shop, he'd get us our can of Coke and crisps or whatever we needed. So there was a young policeman on the gate, and the Green Ranger, we used to call it the Green Lady, that was heading off down, so um, we had rang down ahead and told him what we needed can of Coke, some crisps and so on. But unbeknown to us, the Queen was leaving in her Green Range Rover at the time. Mm. And she drove down to the gate and wound down the window because he stopped her and he said, listen, he said, I need to, he hadn't recognised her straight away. He said, I need to get some crisps and some Coke and so on and so on. And she just lowered the window right the way down and said, I think you've got the wrong Green Lady. <laughs> but I will get them for you if you need them. <laughs> Imagine asking the Queen to go to the shop for a can of yeah. Coke and some yeah, crisps yeah. for you. But she knew all this was going on. So yeah. She was... She was well in tune with it all, you know. Mm, and she was a, a, a regular visitor to the wee shops and everything in Balmoral. They knew her well and they never, you know, she was the queen, of course, but they just treated her like really like anybody else. 
And that's one of the reasons she loved um, the the bees called Balata. She loved it because she was just treated as one of them, and they and they loved her, you know. Mm. I know she loved the outdoors. A great woman for the horses, you know, especially. But she she loved the gardens as well. Did did she take you on a walk around the Queen Mother's garden? Was it? Oh, no, that was actually the Queen Mother that took me around. Oh, the there. Queen oh. Mother took you around. Yeah, yeah. Not long after she'd had the double hip replacement. My, oh my. So, by God, yeah. not alone the Queen, but the Queen Mother as well. You, you, you had yeah. the privilege of being in the co- in the company of. So, she took you around and, and showed you around the place there. She showed me around and she was moaning and giving out about that they put these, these fans on the wall and they were ruining her herb garden. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like to cross the Queen Mother, I, I have to no, say that no. for, for, for sure. What, what about Diana? I mentioned there the, uh, the uh, male and as you said, it just went crazy when she died all too young. Did you come across her at all? I would have worked with her a few times now, not an awful lot, but she would come over to the post office uh, regularly um, and it's only a good-looking lady, mm. no doubt about it, and always smelled amazing, you know, but uh, very shy, funny enough. Even when she came over to us, I mean, this is, at the time she was um, the princess, her royal highness, you know, yeah. but she was very shy. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, she came across as that uh, as well uh, in our years there too. Um, in terms of travelling with the Queen, which you did, you travelled a lot with her on that, you ate from the same kitchen as the Queen, I believe. If the Queen was away privately, yeah, there were certain places because there might only be seven or eight of us in staff and, you know, and the chef wasn't going to be cooking different dinners for everyone. So, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like really posh food, but it was just good quality food, you know? Yes, yes. Very good quality. And, and you did travel a lot, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of call on your time. You know, to you had to put in there. There was no question about it, and you worked extra shifts and everything. Your wife Audrey, <laughs> and, and you being away, how did that work? Uh, well, in fairness, now she brought up the kids now because I was away for eighty percent of the year. Yeah, um, I remember landing on a Saturday from our honeymoon and flying to Balmoral for eight weeks. So the marriage probably worked because of that. But my <laughs> wife always used to say that the Queen was like the third person in our marriage. <laughs> there's another book in this one. And there's there's an, book in there, there's indeed, another yes, book yeah. in there. There's a famous book at the moment. There's another one in this one for sure. The other thing, there were perks of the jobs. I do know you follow Millwall Football Club for your sins. But anyway, yeah. uh, they were in the cup final in 2004 against Manchester United. Oh, you were in, uh, in a prime location that day, weren't you? Oh, I was in the Royal Box, and it's great because you used to have to put in for the tickets. And, you know, if you, there's loads of Man United fans, you'd never really get a ticket because it was a draw. And I put in for the tickets, and the Lord Chamberlain just emailed me back and said, You're going to get them. <laughs> there wasn't that many Millwall fans in, in the palace. So I, I sat in the Royal Box, actually, it was with Jack Charlton at the time. My, you were in yeah. esteemed company there from a footballing point of view as well. Yeah. We won't talk about the result that day. Is that all right? I'd rather not. No. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. We, we, we'll just pass on that one for, for the moment. Um, you, you know, coming back to her herself again, um, Norm, would, would you say that, you know, in terms of being close to her and working with her, she was as normal as could be for somebody in her position. Is that fair? Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's... You have to imagine the amount of pressure that was on her from the age of when she took over. You know, well, from the age of 12, she was not allowed to take further education because she was going to be the queen. She didn't need to be educated. Mm. 
so pressure was on her for a long, long time. But she she did it well. And I, I do believe that the Queen Mother, while she was alive, was a huge driving force behind the Queen. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Philip, when he passed, God, she declined very quickly after he went. You know, and people often yeah. wondered about their relationship. But obviously he was so important to her. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you'd heard the term of people dying of a broken heart. Mm. It's, it's very possible. They were very, very close, you know. Were you really sad yourself at our passing? Because she had only met the new Prime Minister. Well, talk about Prime Minister. Uh, one Liz lasted years and years. The other was only there for a wet week. Uh, yeah. um, w- you must have been, yourself, been, thinking so much of her and being so close to her, you must have been really sad. I, I was. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I was devastated. And I was getting loads of texts from my friends in Ireland. and Because you know, it was like losing my nan. I was getting texts. I'm really sorry for your loss. Are you okay? And... On, you know, yeah. When but you it were, was, it was a loss. Yeah, when when you were leaving, she made a point, didn't she, of touching base with you? She did. Now, when you leave, you get to meet the Queen privately, um, and you get presented uh, a photograph. And she asked me where I was. She said to me, "I believe you're going to this particular place to live." And I said, "Yes." She said, "I know the other place. There's another place I know very well." She said, "So it's it's a lovely place, and it's uh, and best of luck." God, she had her research done and all to be able yeah, to, yeah. you know, uh, have something in common with you to where y- you were moving to. Did you ever receive, uh, I don't mean to impose here, but have you ever been awarded by the royal family or do you have anything even from that time that you treasure as a momentum? Oh, I have loads of, loads of, I've Christmas cards from them actually and I've, a, I've actually got a piece of the Christmas cake from um, Charles and Camilla's wedding. Cake's still in the box. Really? Yeah. So you and we we used to get presented a present every year as well. Um, Did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you 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 mixed it besides mementos and that in your time there. Just before we finish, you 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 have worked. You were there when Putin came calling. Yes, I was. Yes, yeah. Had a couple of drinks with the KGB at eleven o'clock in the morning. Oh, um, we, we we won't go down that road. Uh, that, <laughs> good job Her Majesty didn't find out that at the time. We mightn't be no. talking today. Oh, I'm only cotton, not at all, and didn't we would. But anyway, enough said about that man for the moment. We don't want to give him any more uh, daylight no, than he deserves. No, yeah. uh, you're great, honestly. And it's lovely to talk to somebody who was close to Queen Elizabeth. It really is. And you have lovely memories and lovely mementos as well. And long may those memories stay with you. I thank you for joining me on Late Lunch today, Mick. No, it was a pleasure. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And that's Mick Delaney now living in County Louth, who was the uh, former postmaster of Queen Elizabeth. Well, my next guest, I'm going to rub up against her shortly, and I shouldn't say that on the air, but I am for a particular reason, and you're going to find out in a minute why. But you know something? I met her first when she was just 14 years of age. She talked to us on Late Lunch. She's been in with me a couple of times since, and she really is tripping the light fantastic now because she's released the most Beautiful, beautiful version of Silent Night, I have to say, I have ever heard. Leah Barnival, welcome back to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. <laughs> now, hold that thought. I'm not going to rub up against it, really, but they're going to understand why I just used that phrase in a moment. Congratulations on the song. It is simply superb. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And there have been so many versions of it, but I don't know what it is. Your voice, the violin. <laughs> the violin in it's, the it's actually a cello it's is it, gorgeous is it? oh yes. my god and me thinking look at me and do I know my music but it's haunting isn't it it's, it's just fabulous. haunting it's really fabulous it? yeah a, a, um, a cellist from Bristol actually recorded it for me was it? yeah 
there you go. Well, I'll tell you, you're on a winner with this. And you've seen the reaction, haven't you, since you released it? Yeah. It's been ginormous. I know, it's been amazing. And it's so lovely to have such amazing support from listeners and um, people like you and playing it on the radio stations and everything. It's just amazing. Go back to when we spoke first. You were only 14. So you're only a whippersnapper at that I stage. Know, and I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, listen, nerves aren't an issue now for you. Britain's Got Talent. Yes. It began there for you, didn't it? Yeah. Just remind us of what happened then when you went on. You were a big, big hit on the show, weren't you? Yeah, so I actually, I made it to the semi-final, which was uh, incredible. <laughs> Something that would have only happened in my dreams, really. Um, and then that became a reality. And I... Uh, kept singing after that I um, have uh, I finished school of course first because I was only 14 at the time so I was still in school mm. um, I did my leaving cert and uh, now I actually live in London which is so much fun and I have so many things going on it's really exciting See I was watching you on London Bridge yesterday you were in London Bridge yesterday actually yes. singing the song weren't yes, you? Yes Silent Night you were, I, And I there was it. the bridge in the background and I yeah. said what an honour. She's joining me in late lunch studio tomorrow. <laughs> All I needed was a little bit of snow yesterday. It would have been perfect. <laughs> it would have been lovely. You might get that in Ireland this week if you're home yep. for a few days, which I know you are. Yep. So you're living in London. And yes. What's ha- tell us, what's happening with you at this time besides, besides this beautiful song that you've just recorded? Well, I'm working with some really amazing, really interesting people in London um, on developing my career. And um, at the moment, I'm uh, working really hard on developing new repertoire for future releases. Um, So I have loads going on, loads in the pipeline, and I'm really excited to share more in 2023. How do you describe yourself as, as an artist? Because you have many strings to your bow. You can act, you can dance, you can sing. You're going to yeah. go a long way, young woman. <laughs> you know <laughs> that you. already. Uh, but you. how do you describe, you know, your voice and where you are with that? So I'd describe myself as a classical crossover artist. and um, I. But I also do musical theatre, um, acting and singing and dancing mm. all at the one time. Um, and I, I love them both equally for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I would describe myself as a classical crossover recording artist. And you met a classical crossover yes. recording artist. This is why I said I My wanted... My absolute to, idol. Yeah, I just wanted to, to, to touch you really and, 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 and hold your hand <laughs> even or anything like that. Because you tell us the story. Come on. So I was invited to an event in London recently um, for Variety Great Britain to celebrate 100 years of the BBC. Um, and I just happened to bump into Miss Catherine Jenkins who has been an absolute uh, massive inspiration to me since I was nine I was I was nine when I first saw her in concert and ever since then I really really looked up to her and she really inspired so much um, so much to do with my career um, so I had a chat with her for a few minutes and uh, she gave me a hug so maybe you want to hug her <laughs> <laughs> no you're on to it no you're on to it but it's really no Leah it's you I want to hug you know I'm only saying I'm only saying I'm only saying that no no, she was lovely. She, yeah. was, she was amazing and uh, it was so surreal to meet her and it's been a dream for years. So it was mm. it was really... Isn't she wonderful? I've seen her here in Ireland. You have yeah. too, yeah, yes. when she's been here. Yes, so she's amazing. So she's your idol. Would you say that? That she's someone yeah. you look up to as... Oh yeah, big yeah. time, big time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's a beautiful singer and a, a lovely person as well, just like yourself. She yeah. really, really, really is. So... You have actually many possibilities, haven't you, as to where this career of yours, yours go now, isn't it? It really is. You have yeah. several several channels open. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And it, basically, I'm hoping to have lots of new music coming. Um, and who knows, maybe 
West End in the future or something. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Musical theatre is just fab. Yeah. It's one of my favourite yes. nights to go out I on I know, there's like nothing that. like seeing a show yeah. live. There's nothing. <laughs> like we have the wonderful Board Gosh here in Dublin. Yeah. If you're in London, look what's I that. actually, I, I played Maria in the Board Gosh in the first production um, after after COVID and uh, everything opened back up and I played Maria in the Board Gosh. I think that was last. Uh, we did a, uh, a a run in in August with 50 people in the audience and then we came back for a full run for the week for a week in October. West Side Story. Yes, West Side Story. It was amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. It's really got a huge revival, hasn't it? With yeah. the movie and the oh, stage show time. and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's massive. It's amazing. Being in London and on the West End and look at the array of theatre you have there. Yeah. Oh, I, I go all the time. Do I you? just I bring myself. I go on my own. Oh, why not? A little date with myself um, because it's so accessible. It's amazing. And there's so many, so many options and it's just, yeah. yeah. What would you say at the moment would be the hot shows over there to see? What, what must you see? For anyone listening to Day that's gone over there before the Christmas yeah. if you can get tickets what should they go to see I have to say Frozen it was absolute magic um, <sighs> and actually an Irish um, girl Steph McKeown she plays Anna and uh, yeah it, it was the most amazing magical thing I've ever seen so I couldn't recommend, recommend Frozen more and I will be going back <laughs> There you are, from Leah Barneville today. It's the one to see her in London. One I'd love to see is Hamilton. I believe it's very difficult to get tickets for it. I actually haven't seen Hamilton. Hamilton. I watched it on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, and I love the music, but I haven't yeah. seen it in Yeah, it's life. difficult. It's very, very popular at the minute as well. Yeah. But look at all the shows that are there. So w- you'd love to break in there. Would that be something would be... That would be something that I'd love to consider in the future. Um, at the moment, my main um, goal is my career as a recording artist. But we'll see. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, in that sphere, uh, you have released a number of songs every time, Fix You in the Past, yes. this one now and others. Is it hard to get traction the way, you know, it's it's all, you know, the downloads today, you know, and all that type of thing? Is yeah, it more it's, difficult? It's more difficult with um, with streaming um, yes. and everything now is digital. Um, mm. So I'm sure now I wasn't releasing music before it was di- digital and um, digital distribution, but um, I'm sure it was a lot easier when you could sell hard copies and I think people still love receiving hard copies they um mm. they love you know it's it's a yeah. it's something you physically hold and it's um yeah it's it's a different experience but it, it's it's still great you know with social media you can <laughs> you have a hard copy of Michael Bublé <laughs> um, it's it's still great and with social media it's it's amazing the reach that you can get I have I have listeners um all over the place in Mexico uh the states uh, yes. Belgium all over the place all over the world it's amazing mm. yeah but you see, that's what it does give you. But I think you're right. You see me like just a minute. We have still a hell of a collection of CDs at home. You know what I mean? And, and I can't even play them in the bloody car now. I know everything is digital. CD player in the car. What's yeah. going on? Car manufacturers, will you please put a CD player back in? But anyway, so you can have them on your phone and feed yeah. them through through the car. Which I suppose sure. is, is yes. easy. It's handy. It is. It is. Um, <clears throat> in London, you know, as you go about your life every day yeah what's that like you know you're 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 striving to you know to get something yeah is that a challenge um it's a challenge but it's very enjoyable and mm. I am loving every single step uh, I'm I'm always busy when I'm in London I always have something going on and yeah. um, I go to a lot of uh, networking events and yes. things like that and it's yeah it's all very exciting mm. I come I wake up every morning and I feel like the luckiest girl in the world so it's, yeah it's great Tell me about Fashion City 
and uh, your outfits for the Christmas My time. outfits, yes. Wow. So I have the most amazing dress sponsors, um, so amazing, over in Fashion City. And they provide me with my dresses. And um, I was over at just before the weekend um, getting some dresses for this Christmas season. And they are gorgeous. I put a little snippet of one on my Instagram, a gorgeous sparkly red one. Um, but there's ooh, there's so many more as well that are also amazing. We spotted that this morning. That's Did why you? I had to mention it. Oh, my. <laughs> My word, do you look the part. But talking about, you know, Instagram, and you're very active, I see, on Twitter as well. Yeah. And TikTok. Where is that at for you? Is it all of them? Must you? you all know, of them. All yeah, of them. all of them. It's trying to juggle them all. And it's 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 a challenge at times, you know, to keep uh, content coming out and content, the content that people are interested in. Um, because they say that you should post every day to kind of get the most um, out of your exp- your exposure on um, your reach on Instagram and the likes. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's good fun. I do yes. enjoy content creation and mm. I, you would have to <laughs> in this day and age. Well, God, if you're not there, where are you? Yeah. A- as they say. Yeah. No, you're home. Uh, and I have to say, your mum, Karen, is here in the studio with yes, us. Yes, she you're is. She's very waving. Welcome. She's <laughs> delighted to be here with you and having you home today. Yeah. I see, though, you have a programme coming up of appearances here. Yes, I do. I'm actually in Ireland now for Christmas because um, I've so much going on. I'm uh, singing in uh, at the at the Trim Classical Evening actually on Thursday mm. um, uh, in the Stockhouse. So that's amazing. A, a meal and a classical show. Lovely. Um, so if anyone's interested in popping along, I think there's still tickets available. Um, I'm also performing with Krista Berg uh, for a charity concert for Wicklow Rapid Response in Powerscourt on uh, Monday. And then on um, Friday, Saturday, I'm performing with um, Millicent Choir down in Wicklow um, and then on Sunday I'm performing with Liam Lawton which is amazing I joined him at his Christmas concerts and I have Love. for the last couple of years and then um Another one, if anybody's interested, I have an, an online concert, live concert um, on a platform called Stage It on the 18th, Sunday, the 18th of December. If anybody's interested, have a look at my social media. My Instagram is Leah Barnival and uh, the link to tickets is in my bio. <laughs> all is great with you. That's all I can say. And you're in the right place in London. You're at the heart of it. And that's oh, where it happens. Yes, and definitely. from there, who knows where this leads you. Won't you remember us? Do come of back another time, won't you? Please any do. Anytime, anytime you'd like. I know to you will. Give I'd me, love to. give me a hand here for a second. That'll do me. That'll do me. <laughs> I just want to hold the hand. I held the hand to Catherine James. We'll just hold hands for the rest of the, <laughs> rest of the show. <laughs> Listen, it's great to see you, and you're you so too. grown up and so beautiful, and your oh. voice is simply wonderful. And I want you to introduce yourself here, please, on Late Lunch, because this is what everybody's talking about—the most magical reworking of a Christmas classic. I. Love it, love it, love it to bits. And Thank it's with you. the cello. I bet they train me here in a little bit better. <laughs> it's with the cello. Go on, introduce it, Leah. Hi there, I'm Leah Barnival and this is my new Christmas single, Silent Night. I hope that you enjoy. Thank you. <laughs>
Silent Night, Leah Barneville. Absolutely amazing. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Amazon or Apple Music. It's available right across the board there and it is just simply a wonderful version of a Christmas classic. Well done to Leah. And she's just lovely. She really is the loveliest young lady and we wish her well for the future and her career. Watch this space, folks. Well, Louise, you're a happy camper. World Cup joy for our Louise. <laughs> you now, do you know, well, no. maybe, maybe you do know this, but you are guaranteed one of your teams in the World Cup semi-final. Oh, I did not know that. Did you know that? No. Well, there you are. I've news you today. You're guaranteed because mm. you see your two teams play each other in the quarterfinal. All right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little downside as well. One of them's going to be knocked out. Okay. Yes, it's hard. I'll have to cheer one team for the first half and then cheer the other that's, for the second half. That's quite good logic. I actually mm. never thought of that before. Football fans should do that with all their clubs. <laughs> Imagine that happening. Anyway, Holland play Argentina in the quarterfinal. So you are guaranteed a semi-finalist in the competition one way or the other. My two teams, Brazil are playing this evening okay. uh, against Korea. They have to uh, win to go through to the last eight. And Portugal have a tough old game this afternoon. They're up against Croatia. It's it's not an easy game for them at all. What so, do you think? Um, I, I, I think Brazil will win, Louise. Yeah. I'm confident Brazil will go through. Portugal, I'm not so sure about. I think they have a tough game. Brazil plays South Korea tonight. And then actually it's tomorrow, uh, Portugal plays Switzerland. Switzerland, Portugal play. Oh, very tough game. Very tough game. I can't... I'm going to say Portugal will lose mm. and Brazil will go through. I'll have oh. one representative in the, in the... in the in the Please God, in the quarterfinals anyway. But you know what, Louise? And what team has impressed you the most? England. Really? Didn't I say here before that they could win it? Yeah, you did. And France have been impressive. I've backed France myself before the tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought one of the games that England played, you were kind of going, "Mm, disappointing after the start. It was. The American game, they played the USA, they weren't great. But now they were mighty impressive last night when they beat Senegal. They beat them easy, to be honest with you. They play France now. So it's England-France in the the, the quarterfinals are going to be great. You know, France are the one team that could beat them. But if they get over France, football could be coming home. I have a real feeling that England could win the World Cup. They, oh. they have a great chance. They have a great squad of players. They really have. Realistically, they're there, thereabouts. There's no doubt about that. They're going to be in the mix one way or the other. Who That's was playing sure. Poland at the weekend? Oh, they were Poland? rubbish, yeah. They were, they were beaten. But three. the goalie's a bit of JFK. What do you mean? Oh, the uh, Polish goalie. Do you think so? Yeah, do you not? Wojciech Chesney. Yeah, it looks very like JFK. He used to play with Arsenal. Mm. They got rid of him. He's with Juve, Juventus so. now. Have a look at him later. Have a look at him again. Yeah, yeah. France beat them easy. You know, they were yeah, comfortable they winners of them. But they were very poor. You are really coming up in the sporting world. You are becoming <laughs> a, a real pundit. You are, I have to say that. What about Peter I'm Kay? I'm great pretending. <laughs> what about Peter Kay? He came back for the first time on Friday night in the Manchester Arena on stage, Louise, for mm. the first time in how many years? Years and years since yeah. he went out in Is front of 15? a crowd. Louise, did you hear what happened no. when he went out on the stage first? I'd say he got a huge encore anyway. The crowd would not stop cheering mm. him. It kept going and going and he just stood there and cried. Oh. He cried and cried. Well deserved. He just was just so taken aback. But uh, I was watching people coming out of the show afterwards. He did the old stuff, but he has some really new, great material in there. And they said it was simply wonderful to see him back, you know. But mm. you can imagine being off stage for that long in your life and going back on for the first time. Remarkable. I wonder had he any nerves. 
like real nerves. He you said he, w- he said he was he said he was sick as a pig. Yeah, I'd say thinking so. of going back on. Mm. He did a few warm ups at smaller audiences, but to go out in an arena like that and a monstrous crowd, sure you'd have to be nervous. But anyway, when he got into the swing of it, and once he got going, he's going to be cracking along now for how many years? I don't know, many years of concerts ahead. He is booked. You know, he's in London for the next twenty-seven months, uh, once a month at the O2 in London, totally sold out. Isn't it amazing? It really, really is. Anyway, he's back. Peter Kay is back. Late. Say even if he was <laughs> terrible on Manchester, in you know, in, Man- in Manchester on Friday, they yeah. would have still cheered him on. I don't think he could have done any No, I, I don't think he could have done any wrong. You're probably right there. But they were just so warm towards him. I think it's a, a return he will never, ever forget. Do you know what wedding times when people get married and it's not unusual today that people marry when they have small children young children and their big day they have them with them of course but a little bit of help is well appreciated by people on their wedding day my next guest spotted the gap in the market and established in 2019 the wedding nanny Ashling Ross welcome to late lunch Hi, Jerry. How are you? Thanks for having me. Not at all. Well, I'm always curious to go back to 2019 and yeah. this whole thing where it began for you. What prompted it? Do you know what? It was actually a very natural prompt to start the wedding nanny. I was um, working in a play school myself at the time and a friend of one of the parents in my class kind of said to me, come here, my friend is getting married. She has two small children and her babysitter is after cancelling. I said, Ashley, tell her I'll look after them. They'd be grand. I'll bring loads of toys with me and we'll have a great day. And then I went to the wedding and we had the children, two children involved in the whole day. And I came home that evening and said, God, I really love doing that. So I kind of started looking into it a bit more and seeing, right, what do I need to do to actually make this something that I can do kind of part time? And then it was part time for a while. And for sure, it was about three months part time. I said, OK, this is, this is really kind of taken off. This, there's a need for this. So... I just started doing it full time, started advertising and then started advertising for staff then as well. And we've been so lucky. We've been blessed ever since. Obviously, COVID, there was a bit of a dip um, with everything, you know, but we're picking up the pieces of that now. We kind of, we've been kept going this year. So it's been brilliant. So from that one experience of yours, this whole thing was born. God, well done to you to survive COVID because such a knock, you know, with weddings just off the agenda, tiny numbers as well. What did you do though during that time? Do you know what? We were actually one of the lucky ones in the wedding industry. I mean, people do still have children and there was mammies that had fell pregnant and they might have a five, six, seven week old baby that they needed mm. looking after. So during COVID, we kind of branched out to the mammies um, that had them small babies and said, do you need a hand for your wedding day? Do you know, we understand the numbers are quite limited, but we, we, do, we don't be counted in the numbers because we're a wedding supplier. So they jumped on the opportunity. So a lot of the 2020 weddings were all very small babies that we were looking after because at the end of the day they do need feeding they do need naps they need all the love that mammies can't really give on the wedding day because they have so many things to be doing photographs Mm. to be taken hairdressers makeup artists so we were really lucky that we kind of we survived through it now it wasn't obviously very busy but we were definitely able to kind of keep going, you know, that type of way. Yes. Now, the little ones are one thing. And I take it that if you go to a wedding, you'll stay over if invited to stay on the premises exactly. where the wedding has happened. Or is it an option to take a, a wee baby away? You'll do whatever is wanted of you, is that it? Yeah, whatever um, 
I, I always call them the mammies, but they are brides as well at the end of the day. Yes. So whatever the bride wants, if she wants their um, little baby or their children to stay on site, we can stay overnight in the hotel with the children. Or if she kind of says, right, maybe after the church, um, they're going to head home and we would stay then in the house with the children. It's really up to them. Mm. And we don't even have to stay. She might say, look, we have granny coming up at midnight when she's finished her bit of dancing. Is that all right? And we say, yeah, of course, we'll stay till midnight or whatever it might be. And then we'd head off then and let granny take over for the night. So we don't always have to do an overnight stay. Mm. But when mommy's here, oh, you do an overnight stay? I don't have to get my mom to come up and get them. Um, they kind of jump on that opportunity as well <laughs> to have someone, like let all the family take a night off. Yeah, let the grannies have the night too. Let yeah. the hair down and go wild as well. Now, when you talk about, say, toddlers or slightly bigger children that need looking after as well, do you ever go and meet them before, you know, the event to familiarise yourself with them? Or how does that work? Do you just arrive on the day? So generally we arrive on the day, but what we do is we organise a phone call with the parents beforehand and we would ask like, okay, what does Tommy like? Does he like cars, trucks, whatever it might be? And our nannies will then send a personalised video to, let's say it's Tommy, and we'd say, hi Tommy, my name's Ashling, I'm going to be coming to Mammy and Daddy's wedding day and I'm going to bring loads of toys and explain kind of what the toys that we're bringing is. So Mammy will show this to her little boy and he is so excited to say, oh my God, she's bringing all these toys just for me. This mm. is brilliant. So we'd have the video um, set up. Now, if the children had additional needs, let's say, or if there was like something like um, extraordinary case, let's say we would go and meet them. But generally the video does its, does its job really well because they can re-watch the video then and they get familiar with, okay, this lady's coming for me to play, to play with me. Like, Whereas sometimes when we go and meet the children, they might be having a bad day. They might just be not interested in playing with us. And then sure, it's an opportunity lost nearly because it's like, okay, well, they didn't have any interest in us. But when we arrive on the day after them seeing the video, they're like, oh my God, I saw you on Mammy's phone and now you're here and you've all these toys for me. Mm. So it is, it's really special sending the video to them. You have people operating here where we're talking to you from today here in the North East Louth, Meath and the surrounding yeah. counties, yes? Yeah, so we have a team of just under 20 nannies. We've 18 girls uh, working for us at the minute and they're, a lot of our staff will be in Louth, Meath, Cavan and then we do have girls in Cork and Kerry all over the country really. Um, so we can cover all the venues and all the babies. And all times a year. What's your busiest time? Is summer still the most popular wedding time? People want to get married in the nice months. You know what it is but i feel like we're still working in the summer months to be honest because the summer madness is, hasn't really died down i think just because all the covid weddings the catch up from the COVID, yes and um, we're still kind of five six weddings a week nearly do you know so we're still really busy coming in now to christmas time is lovely all the christmas weddings and then january february will probably be a little bit quieter but in our bookings i mean we're still doing quite well so we're happy enough but i still say um the summer weddings and definitely Christmas is a good time. Do you sit at the table as well if if you if the, if you're needed there to keep law and order? You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. <laughs> so really depends. Let's say um, the bride and groom say, "Oh, I really like the kiddies there for the meal," but mm. I can see already there's going to be a food fight. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> it happens. They're cousins and they want to play or they're brother and sister and they might get on each other's nerves. You'd absolutely sit at the table with the children because you know yourself when you go to a wedding, mm. the, the dinner goes on for three or four hours and children do not care for the speeches or cutting of the cake or any of that business. Yes. So we'll sit with them, make sure they're having lots of fun playing games and if they're finished their dinner and they want to go off play outside, play football or whatever it might be, we'll bring them out then. Mm. So there's no kind of pressure on the children to have to sit and listen through all the boring parts. Do you know, because it's their party as well. Yeah. And and do you ever have a scenario where you might need more than one nanny? You know, there's quite a number of children yeah. to be looked after, yeah? Yeah. So we would generally, we work off quite a small um, ratio just because we do provide that intimate care. So if there is a few kiddies going, if there's five or six, we'd probably send two or three nannies just to make sure all the children are covered and they're feeling happy and safe. The last thing we want is to overstretch ourselves. Like, okay, well, there's one nanny there for eight kids. And you're like, oh, no, you might be missing out on a few because you're only focusing on two or three. So I always say I'd rather have more girls than less at a wedding. If there's a few kiddies there, just send a few nannies to make sure everyone's covered and everyone has the one that they can play with. That's really good to hear. All women doing the job for you have you any boys that operate as nannies yet or is it is Not it yet. ladies we'd only love, we'd love to have a man on board yeah um, but it's just the industry that we're in there actually yes. isn't that much men working mm. in childcare. Um, mm, true so if there's any men that would like to contact us feel free <laughs> but at the minute it is just um, women only now um, and all our girls they're all kind of best with their first day trained and they'd have a background as well in childcare or primary school teaching. So you're kind of getting someone that knows children very well. Yes. You know, you're not throwing some girl in the deep end like, what are you going to do with these kids for the day? Yes. So they have a suitcase as well. And it's all very personal to this family and to the children. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful service you provide. Do any kid, you mentioned there that they, they, you know, you're right, speeches and the cake cutting and all that type of thing that goes on. Sure, God almighty, that concentration doesn't hold for minutes, never mind hours. But are there ever children that don't like being pulled away from the wedding? How do you deal with that? Absolutely. Yeah? And if, like, I was actually at a wedding there last weekend and the little pest that I was mine and she was only two and Mammy said, let her stay for whenever she wants. If she wants to go at any point, that's fine too. So grand. She was up till midnight dancing. She didn't want to leave. She was having the time of her life. And we said, right, we'll go up and get our jammies on. And by the time we went up and got our jammies on, she was asleep in my arms. So, <laughs> but it's totally up to the children. If they want to stay all night, once it's okay with their parents, it's absolutely fine with us. Do you know, mm. that's like the way, whatever goes. It's Like I always say, it's the children's big day as well. They're hearing about this wedding and they haven't got a clue what a wedding actually is. Yeah. They're just thinking, oh, this wedding's happening and we're going to have so much fun. There's going to be a party. So I always say, let the children have the best fun as well. Like, let them stay and dance or stay and do whatever they want. And we're there to support them. Mm, I can vouch for what you provide because my daughter uh, in May of this year uh, got married and she had a new baby and uh, her wedding had been cancelled a number of times because of COVID and uh, a beautiful lady came along and, and took Olivia for the day and night and oh, my God the difference it makes so I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about you know this all the time It does and it takes such um, such pressure off like the mammy and daddy but also like yourself like the grandparents it takes such pressure off yourself as well because mm. you're probably thinking oh I'm going to have to get up now after dinner and go and mind the child Yes. And you want to celebrate the day as well. And everyone who would be there that would normally mind the little baby girl 
would be at the wedding and they want to be able to enjoy the celebrations. This wedding has been cancelled two or three times. We just want to have a good get together now as well. Mm. So it is it is lovely to have someone there to hand over the responsibilities and our nannies then will keep you updated throughout the day, throughout the night, let you know how everything's getting on. If we're not there, if we're not in the venue or we might be up in the bedroom, we'll make a little WhatsApp group chat, let's say, and we will keep everybody updated. We might add a bridesmaid in or something so she can let mommy know your baby is totally fine. There's no need to be worrying because it is a big worry. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, I'm after handing my baby over and I have to enjoy my day. People get very anxious, you know, so that's totally understandable as well. So we always like to keep in touch and let everyone know that they're absolutely fine. There's not a bother out of them. They're happy playing. You can't beat the WhatsApp groups, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Ashling, you're a great one. The Weddingnanny.net. More information there? Yeah, so we have our website at www.weddingnanny.net and you can find us on Instagram as well. It's at wedding underscore nannies. Or you can contact myself on the phone. It's 085-7507-650. Lovely to talk to you today and well Thank done on spotting a gap in the market and making the most of it. Best wishes to you. Oh, thanks a Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye, Ashling Ross there. The Wedding Nanny.net. Wedding Nanny.net. You'll get all the information there if you're planning your big day into 2023. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio. Short break. Stay with us on Monday afternoon on Late Lunch. It's time for this. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, my artists of the week this week were formed in 1972 by some school friends who attended Shearwater Secondary School in Woking in the UK and the band revolved round a fella called Paul Weller. You might know him, who was on guitar and vocals. He was accompanied by Bruce Foxton, who also played guitar and sang, and Rick Buckler, who uh, kept time on the drums and percussion. Yes, the jam are my artists of the week this week. And I have to admit, I never knew where they got their name until now, till I did a little bit of digging. It actually happened at the breakfast table in Weller's house when Paul was mulling over a name for the band... Good on his sister, Nikki. She said, looking at the breakfast table, well, there's a bread already. There's another crowd called Marmalade. Why don't you go with jam? And they did. That's how they got their name. Simple as that. Steve Brooks and Dave Waller were also early members, but they left before the band hit the big time in 1977. And while auditioning for Brooks' replacement, listen to this, a fella called Gary Newman, remember him? was turned down, perhaps for the best, given his subsequent solo success. Anyways, Paul Weller's dad, John, became their manager and with the release of their debut single in 77 called In The City, making the top 40 in the UK, the jam were on their way. Today, my week of jam begins with this one, their first top five hit from 1979. Yes, the jam, my artists of the weekend, Eaton Rifles, uh, my first track this week from them. I'm nearly sure I have that single stuck somewhere in the attic. I, I, indeed I do, because they were massive at the time. They really were, and of 
course, Paul Weller. Simply brilliant. I'll have more about them in words and song round about this time tomorrow on Your Late Lunch. Uh, I laugh there. Listeners have been on to me to say, Jerry, what about Spain? I backed them and you mentioned them yourself when it comes to the World Cup. Will they not win it? They could. They could well win it. They could, but... I don't know. England are looking strong. They really, really are looking strong, I have to say. France, if whoever wins that game could win the World Cup, the French-English game. Brazil are great. Argentina, have they enough in Messi alone? He was brilliant the other night. Are we missing out on somebody altogether? Brazil, I think Brazil have the best squad, but they have a few injuries now. It's intriguing, it's brilliant, and it's really at the business end now when it comes to knockout. We're heading to the wonderful Mercy in Navin. We're standing by to have a chat with me is Quiva Murphy. She's a TY student there. Hello, Quiva. Hi, how are you? I'm great. You sound really bubbly today. It must be with the Christmas holidays on the horizon, isn't it? Oh, that's it. A good woman yourself. Well, listen, well done to you. You had to set up this mini company as part of TY programme. Tell us what you came up with. Yeah, so we started off just with coming up with ideas and thinking about what are real-life problems that we're having in our day-to-day lives. And a popular thing that was going around was tote bags. So it's just one big bag with no pockets in it. Mm. So what we found was if you're in the shop and you're looking for your change, you can't, you're digging deep, you can't find it. So we came up with a solution of what's called Totally Organised, T-O-T-E-A-L-L-Y. Love it. And what it is, is it's an insert that you can put into your bag and it has multiple pockets and some with Velcro to keep your items, items safe and keeps you organised by not getting your stuff mixed up. You're very clever, may I say. You know, you're right. Everything thrown into the one compartment is just potluck. So this is organising the tote bag. Exactly, yeah. It's keeping you and organised and keeping less stress on those busy mornings. (laughs) I think I need one myself, especially for fishing. I have a big fishing bag with no pockets in it. I could do with something like this for sure. But seriously, what you saw was, and obviously talking to your friends and family, etc., you saw a need for this, that this was an opportunity. Exactly, yeah. We saw that even with our own lives, that using mm. them, using tote bags, it's just, it's a great bag, but you need to be a bit more organised. And um, it was, it's a group of five of us. There's me, Emma, Amy, Brooke and Shona. And just together with all of our knowledge that we know about fashion and all the rest, you know, you can put that into play and um, this is what we've got now of it now. So what's it made of and how do you attach it and how does it work? Let's get a bit more technical here. Yeah. So it's lightweight, detachable and reusable. So it's a it's a fabric that's um, heavy duty and it's good to use. It uh, can be washable and it attaches onto the bag by the handles. Mm. So you tie it onto the bag, very simple. All you need to do is tie it like a knot, like your shoelaces, and you can put it in any tote bag that you have. Yes. And... Um, it, that's it's what it can do and then you have your different pockets and it also keeps the other side of the tote bag free if you had any larger items that you wanted to put in. I see. So the design is based on a need, a want and what was the best that you felt you'd come up with that would meet the needs of most people who were looking to segregate things and that were in their bags. I believe two of your colleagues are standing there which I bet to say hello to them or I'll never be forgiven. Yeah, yeah. Will you put me on to Emma Fanning there for I'll a second down, please? Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Emma. Nice Hi. to talk to you today. What did you do? What was your role in the group? 
Yeah, so my role was basically once we had our prototype drawn up, my role was we had to make this thing. So oh. I went home <laughs> and just tried to figure out how we work. So obviously none of us are, you know, sewers or anything. So I had the sewing machine out and I, I made two prototypes, figured out with a bit of trial and error, you know, with pockets and trying to see what would fit. But we, we got it figured out and then um, we uh, went looking for a seamstress to hopefully make them. Um, and we found one. So um, we'll give a shout out to Perfect Fit by Dorota. She's in Beachmount uh, Garden Centre in Navin, and Very she good. is going to be making them for us. And they're brilliant quality because it's so great. That we wouldn't have been able to do as good ourselves. So that was kind of what I was on the designing kind of side of things. So you are the man- manufacturing director, even though you've sublet the manufacturing to somebody else. Nice to mention them as, as well there. Obviously, you're very happy with what they're going to produce for you. Yeah. Whose was that sewing machine at home, do you mind me asking? That was actually mine. I did get it a few years ago. Really? But um, it was gone a bit dusty in the corner there. <laughs> I haven't been pulled out for a while. So I'd say mum was delighted that I was getting some use out of it finally. Very good. Good. Well, an important role in the manufacturing. You're happy with the quality? I'm very happy. Oh, yeah. that's very important to say. Amy Kilgan's there too. Put her on to me. Lovely to talk to you, Emma. You too. Hello. Hi, Amy. Nice to talk to you this afternoon on my show. Oh. How are you today? Looking forward to the Christmas too? Oh, yeah, can't wait. Oh, sure, we're all the same, aren't we? Anyway, what about you? What did you contribute to this wonderful project? Totally organised. Um, I was in charge of making all the flyers and then I'll be taking the orders and the money and all that. Oh, you're the woman I like. You're doing the publicity. You're getting <laughs> yeah. the sales. You're taking in the money as well. Another very oh, yeah. important role. But obviously, with on a serious note, with uh, the TY programme and Mini Company, everybody gets a, a, an area of responsibility. Yeah, they do. It's yes. Very spread out. So, who did you target? But you know, you're talking about flyers and people you want to know about this. Who did you target? How did you target them? Um, well, we put out a survey on our Instagram, and yeah. a lot of people did it. Great. They did. And yeah, we put flyers around our schools. Yep. So we did to publicise it. So is this going to sell for Christmas? We hope so. Yeah. Oh, it better. After appearing on LMFM's Late Lunch, if it doesn't oh, yeah. sell, I'll be wholly disappointed with people listening today if they don't get totally into this and get organised for the Christmas time, I have to say to you. Oh, they better. They better. They better. And the, the, the Euros will be rolling in there to your left, right and centre. Put me back to the boss there for a minute, will you? Like, just oh, finish yeah. off with our Quiva. Hi again. Quiva, hello again. Hello. Are you the MD? The managing director. Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's you. I knew it. You're the one with the you you called the shots with the rest of them. But you've a great team, obviously. And we must mention Brooke and Shona as well, who are not with us today. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're I think they're listening at home. Good. Um, So shout out to them there if they're listening, but I just I let you know how you can buy them, I suppose, will I? Yes. Yeah, so we have our Instagram that you can DM us on and you'll find lots of information on that. So you can get DM us on there and we're hoping to set up a bit more of an online site. We have an email as well that you can use. It's totally organised, T-O-T-E-A-L-L-Y, organised at gmail.com. So that's another way that you can ask any questions or queries to us. 
Great. And uh, yeah. the Instagram is at totally organized. And again, that's T-O-T-E-A-A-L-L-Y at totally organized. You can message them there or check them out for, for sure. Do you see more applications for this? Different inserts with more or less pockets, different sizes? Um, in, in the future, possibly. Yeah. At the minute, we have our set design. But um, yes. we'll cater to people's needs if they had any ideas for us. I know we've had some looking for maybe a, a book insert or something. Yeah. You know, so um, we'll definitely cater for people's needs if that's what they want. Yeah. You know, don't don't a happy customer for us. Exactly. Don't women love rooting in their bags and rooting oh, in pockets? Oh, listen. <laughs> There has to be there has to be more than just one big pocket. There has to be numbers of them that you can go into. But seriously, no, it is great for you know what I mean. Separating yeah. your stuff, etc. It really, really is. Uh, you're onto something. You've spotted the gap in the market, and good luck to you with the manufacturing, the sales, and everything that goes with it. And of course, it does prepare you all for the future and life beyond TY and school. Creva, thank you for joining me today. I've enjoyed so all of you. Thank you. Not thank at all. Thank you so much. You're very bye, welcome. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye. That's Creva Murphy, Emma Fanning, Amy Kogan and Brooke and Shona. Hello to you too. All part of that TY team. And we'll be featuring young people on Late Lunch round about this time each afternoon on the show this week because they have great creative minds. Coming up at Late Lunch tomorrow. International soccer referee Sarah Blake-Odice is joining me for good reason with women taking charge of big games in the World Cup. Andrea Carr is here from the cars. I can't wait. Alana Pardy will be with us. She is a unique idea for headstones and we'll have your two on Tuesday. What will that be? Well, you'll have to join us tomorrow to find out. Paul McGinn is coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. We'll see you Tuesday at 1.30. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.